Welcome everyone to the West Print Sports Review. Proudly brought to you by West Print. Then their address is Nine Prairie Street in New Lynn. Their phone number is 0982785531. And their email address is westprint.co.nz for leaders in the printing world here in the in Auckland. And um, if you want any of your printing needs, please contact them. Proud sponsors of the show. Of course, I... Uh, not a bad bit of an overcast day here in the city of Sales, and of course uh, was out at Waiuku Rugby Club yesterday for a Golden Oldies tournament. I say a few of the boys that played may have a few uh, sore bodies and probably a few sore heads by the uh, by the looks of it. But um, bit of a bit of a weekend. Uh, good good win by our reserves over the weekend puts them in the top four. Um, our uh, lizards uh, under eighty five restricted. The camera doesn't lie, uh, 22 all, but, you know, that final kick did go over for the Lizards. So, yeah, can't, 21's a tough one against Varsity, but uh, competed very, very well. So, yeah, those, so those were some of the results at Eden. Of course, Eden had a 25-10 to 10 win over a very spirited Papatoe, but it was a, a win's a win, boys, and it keeps us within. It keeps us a fifth on the table, but we're in the hunt for the uh, top four for the Gallagher Shield. Ponsonby 40 these are some of the other Auckland rugby results Ponsonby 46 Pakaranga 12 Suburbs have their first win 46-7 over Otahahu University 29 Marist 12 College Rifles 36 Manukau Rovers 15 and of course Grammar had a, had a real tough one 122 nil over uh, Waitakere City not not looking good for Waitakere one of our listeners Dave has came in and he's uh, he came into the studio to pass this on so there, here's some of the results from the county to Manukau area for some of our listeners out there um, Waiuku 66, Waymouth 7 Ardmore Maris the competition leaders out there 43-5 over Bombay, Pukekohe 61 Papakura 7 um, Top of the table clash Karaka who've been high flying uh, 22, Manuri were 27 uh, Good win for Patamahoe 44, 23 over Onifero So that was some of the club rugby results And hope to get some of the North Harbour results out there And we hope to do a bit of uh, A bit of uh, Talk on uh, Club Rugby once the wrap up of the Super Rugby Trans Tasman But here joining us as he does Every Monday, former All Black and my old good mate, um, AJ Witten. AJ, hello, how are you today, mate? Yeah, not too bad. I wouldn't have the old, but uh, a friend of yours, bigger, yeah, I'll, I'll take that, mate. So, uh, yeah, well, it's a, and, uh, it's a selected group, right? mate. Yeah, no, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I have to say, what, wow, what a weekend of uh, Super Rugby Trans Tasman. The Kiwi sides all had wins, but there were a few close ones. So we'll kick off with the uh, Highlanders forty Reds nineteen. What were some of your thoughts from that game? Well, I must have been a bit surprised. I thought the uh, Reds uh, would have coming as the top of the table winners for the Australian round of the Super Rugby. Some high expectations, but uh, really the uh, Highlanders. Uh, came out firing, led by Ash Dixon again, um, leading from the front. Certainly Just too good, too clinical. Um, I think they're a bit underdone. Maybe they're a bit hungover, the Reds, but uh, they certainly didn't uh, step up to the mark as I thought they would. And the Highlanders, uh, especially with uh, Nareki looking in some fine form, look dangerous with the ball all the time. Uh, just too dominant over the Reds, and, uh, yeah, they've got some work to do. Certainly do, and of course there was a good game of touch rugby out of the SCG, the Hurricanes 64, Waratahs 48. Don't know if, I don't know if they told them that they were allowed to tackle, Joe. 
Well, I don't know what sort of game this was, but uh, who would have picked that score? Uh, look, I think we always thought the Hurricanes would be victors, especially after the record of the season, um, you know, no wins for the Waratahs. And honestly, I can see why. Um, I don't know, these guys, what are they? don't have tackle bags at training. Uh, but boy, it was looked a bit like touch rugby at times and uh, slicing through butter with a hot knife. But uh, yeah, who didn't play well, I guess, for the uh, Hurricanes. But yeah, look, look, take it with a grain of salt, Biggie. Get on the uh, horse again, move on. Um, it was a game, really, I don't think they'll face again in the competition. And uh, just too good all around. The Hurricanes, it just shows you the nature of the competition here. A lot more physical. Uh, and uh, defensively, though, both teams... Yeah, big question mark. Of course, then, then we move on to the Saturday uh, Saturday night's games. And tell you what, two very close ones and one absolute blowout. But the Crusaders 31, the Brumbies at the end had a chance to draw it. Um, Crusaders didn't look as clinical as, as they have been through Super Rugby Aotearoa. And sort of like, as you just said... Uh, uh, are they still recovering from the party after that one? Because it just didn't look like the Crusaders uh, we, we're used to seeing during the comp- during the Super Rugby ATRO competition. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. I think there's always stages through any competitions where you're not quite at your best. Um, you usually get away with it when you have one or two or three players off the mark. But it looked like there was a majority of them. Um, I'll just give some credit to the Brumbies. Uh, we know they're yeah. always a competitive team. They have been pretty consistent in the Australian League over many years. And look, uh, I thought they were a bit hard done, hard done by at times. Uh, the linesman did that uh, big call where the uh, lock went up for the ball contested and fell over the other side and uh, a penalty resulted in that which led to a try. So, look, yeah, I thought they were hard done by. Uh, I thought the loose forwards were pretty good for the Crusaders. I like this black hatter. Oh, yeah. I think he's going from strength to strength. But they beat him tough down there. I think the boy Callum Grace, I mean, he was blood pouring from his head and came back on. So, uh Pretty solid there. Uh, a bit of Richie Moonga magic, as we all expect. Um, I thought uh, Bridge played a, one of his better games, but again, pretty even across the field. And um, I mean, I, I like that boy Cutter or the uh, or yeah, the Brumby, that play. winger. God, he yeah. looked like a little pocket battleship, actually. But look, I think they deserved um, coming back. It would have been a fair result if it was a draw. Couldn't quite nail the kick, and uh, but they'll go back to. Uh, ACT and Canberra with some confidence uh, awaiting their next uh, pl- uh, team uh, that they can, well they're playing the Chiefs uh, on Saturday so there'll be some confidence out of that match for sure and hopefully they can watch up the win. Yeah I think they're going to be a real danger in this competition the Brumbies as, and of course the Blues um, good result for the Blues 50 points to 5, really impressed with Zahn Sullivan, God he, he, he looks the goods this young kid does and uh, of course then the Chiefs over the force, wow what a what a seesaw game that turned out to be, 20 points <laughs> to 19 Well I tell you what he was in his pocket a lot for the but the, one thing I must admit uh, over the competition with the scrums, the scrums uh, <laughs> Keepers in two or three of the games, uh, Piggy, they were pretty horrendous, a lot of collapsing, so they really need to sort that out. I think we have it over here. We, we've sort of sussed it out, but playing different opposition, and um, that was only the bugbear I had over the weekend. Too many reset scrums, so let's see yeah. if we can knock that one on the head. But look, this went right down to the wire. Good to see Richard Kahui, yeah. an old Chiefs uh, man there. He's got a few grey hairs down the side there on the hair there, but... Uh, Look, he's still competing at that level at about 35, so well done to him. And, of course, Jeremy Trush from the old Hurricanes. So good to see some key, uh, Kiwis in the lineup. 
But uh, look, it came again the last kick, the last seconds of the game. Got a lot of yellow cards. Um, Jacobson obviously got the red card. A bit hard done by because I'm sure yeah. it was Flock and Bolshia who uh, had the infringement. Uh, but the ref did warn them. He had his marching orders. And look, it proved costly. They scored in the end. But a uh, bit of a middle match-up sort of game. Nothing really took off. It had its moments. But uh, I'll tell you what, great crowd there at Perth. They love their rugby. Mm. And uh, they'd be a bit disappointed not getting the win. But good to see the five teams, five wins. Can they do it again this week, Peggy? Well, I'll be watching. Who knows? i tell you what, um, the force look like they've got a little bit of a fortress there in Perth. So, um, yeah, I have to say, Summer, it, it was good to see us playing different opposition. And I think, I, I suppose when we watched the first game, we thought, God, this competition's going to be a blowout. Well, well, I don't think it is, AJ. I think it's going to be a lot closer than people expect it to be. Like, um, having a look at some of the games next week, like you've got the Hurricanes and Reds, the Force and the Highlanders over in Perth, the Blues should get one over the Waratahs, you would think so. The Chiefs and the Brumbies and the Reds and the Crusaders. So, you know, I think this competition's going to be a real close one to watch. Well, I think um, you hit on the head. Look, first round, jitters, etc. We're not quite near what we expected, but they can only improve, and I'm talking about the Australian mm. side, um, and I'm, I'm sure the Chiefs Brumbies will be the, the match of the round. The Reds, Crusaders now, the Reds, Playing at home, they, they certainly are. They're playing Brisbane, there. yeah. And, and, I, and I assure you, it won't be the same score they had against the Highlanders. So watch that one. I think that's going to be a oh, yeah. humdinger. And uh, we say the force are force at home. So look, I'm expecting one or two upsets this week. That's how I see it. Uh, the Blues march on. If you can't beat the Waratahs, I'll go here. I'll take up. Well, Teddy Winks. Uh, because uh, if they don't win that, they don't deserve to be in the final down the track if they get that far. But, hey, I'll be watching the games for sure. Yeah, and I think I, I also believe that, you know, this competition is going to bring a bit of rugby to life. And, of course, uh, the Blues will be at home to the Waratahs, and that's the afternoon game. Don't know how whether senior club rugby will be starting a half an hour early. I'll have to check that with the Auckland, my friends at the Auckland Rugby Union who love me so much. So, yes, but um, just on the club rugby scene here in Auckland, of course, a couple of crucial games. Eden's got college rifles over there. And, of course, your mob, Grammar, have got university. That's going to be very, very interesting. Well, I'm going down to that. I'm actually going out on Friday night to catching up with Sir Graham. And we're having a few little uh, words at a function on Friday night. Uh, there'll be no doubt a few uh, rubbing coats. Uh, and at um, my can table. you pass on to Sir Graham that we, you know, we'll give him an Eden supporters jumper? You know, it's on its way. <laughs> and then, of course, I'm going out on the Saturday to watch the match. So, yep, yeah, it'll be a big one. And I think if Graham can get this one uh, under the belt, they're well on their way. Uh, they've got some okay. tough ones coming up down the track. So, hey, look. It's a bit of a, a derby match in some ways, the old Grammar Varsity, so uh, it should be a great uh, afternoon out there at Merton Road, 2.45. And it, should be, and it should be a great afternoon at College Rifles with uh, Eden playing College Rifles, and yeah, hopefully it's a win well. for the uh, for the boys from Gribblehurst Park. Well, I'm not really uh, worried about that one, just worried about my Grammar Tech against Varsity. Just remember that when you want to run at Gribblehurst Park, the free runs may be drying up, OJ, just remember that, mate. 
Yeah, I look forward to it, Biggie. Your shout, no problem. <laughs> yeah, the shout's dried up. Hey, AJ, great chatting to you. Thanks for coming on here as per usual. We'll have a chat next week and uh, we'll catch up on the uh, Super Rugby Transessment and, and a bit of club rugby. So have a great rest of the week, AJ. Cheers, mate. Cheers, mate. Bye. That was AJ Wet. I enjoy having AJ on. He's he's really, really good. He's got a good bit of humour but he really he really follows the game and has got a great analysis into the game. Well, we're going to play a bit of music. Hopefully once we get back from the music break we'll have uh, former Kiwis, Logan Swan on, on on the air filling in for Brian Blue McLennan who's away today and we'll talk a bit of NRL. everyone back to the sports review here on Planet FM. It's the West Prince Sports Review. And of course the NRL, the great game, the NRL was over the weekend and of course the Warriors went down to the Parramatta Eels, 34 to 18. A number of other results to do with the NRL. For, unfortunately Bluey McLennan has had some other business he has to attend to but I was very fortunate to get this guy. He's an ex-Kiwis. He's an ex-Warriors. He also had a career in, um, the, in the UK Super League with Bradford Bulls and the Warrington Wolves. Really good bloke, and I'm really happy to have him on the air, Logan Swan. Good afternoon, Logan. Welcome to the show. Good afternoon, buddy. Thank you very much for that very kind introduction. I'll give you the $50 later, eh? Yeah, well, you know, I think we, we haven't seen each other in a number of years, and I think the last time was either professionally or socially at, at either a function, man, when we always tended to have a good conversation and a bit of a laugh. Yeah, we certainly did, yeah. I really enjoyed uh, catching up with you and, and uh, chewing the fat about uh, footy and our great game. Uh, and look forward to discussing uh, a bit more about that uh, this afternoon. Yeah. Okay. So we'll. So we'll. we'll we might as well kick off. Uh, Eels thirty-four. Yep. Warriors eighteen. The the Warriors were down twenty-four 0 They've ended up chasing the game. It, to me, Logan, from looking from an outsider looking in, 
I just feel that they need to sort out who is who is the best halves combination, whether it be Cody Nicarima or Chanel uh, Harris Tabita, or whether they add Reese Walsh into the um, in, into the mix. Um, they can't afford to. The Warriors can't really afford to to um, to to have these scores against them because in the battle for the top eight, it, it's so close at the moment. Oh, it certainly is. And when you look at those teams in the top four, you know, the likes of um, the Penrith Panthers, uh, Parramatta Eels, South Sydney, etc., they play an up-tempo style of game. And uh, Parra just put it on us early doors uh, in that first half and got off to a flying start. And, yeah, we, we I can't help but agree with you, buddy, that we are well and truly nowhere uh, when it comes to trying to compete with these teams that play an up-tempo style of footy. Uh, I would really like to see that Reese Walsh start. I think he's just got uh, footballer written uh, written over him everywhere. He's, he's just one of those players. You, yeah, you want to play with, and you can sort of see um, how much how focused he is uh, during the game and how he just wants to compete on every play. Uh, so for me, I would certainly be um, having him start in the halves, uh, and I would probably be putting. Um, Cody Nicarima into into dummy half, and having Chanel uh, play out on that uh, that other edge. Uh, but you know, uh, you could probably mix those two up in it, um, the dummy half role, Chanel and uh, and Cody. I just think he needs to be on the field. Uh, I think we need Roger two of us to shake at the back. Um, well, I think he's wasted out on that wing uh, in that wing position. Uh, and credit to Roger, you know, he sort of said, look, I'm happy to have Reese sort of play in that fullback position. Uh, that's the type of uh, person he is. Um, but I just think he's, yeah, he needs to be playing fullback. And Reese really, um, when he did come on and play a game and he played in the halves, he, he really sort of ignited our attack right across the field. So I think that's his position for now. Yeah, he's you know he's got similar. He's similar to a young. He's I feel he's like a young Jonathan Thurston we've got here. He's just got all that skill about yeah. him. He's got this the intelligence, and he, you know, I just believe that the Warriors. You know, Peter O'Sullivan should be credited for that recruitment because believe me, if Wayne Bennett was still at the Broncos, uh, Reese Walsh would not be leaving the Broncos. I'm telling you that right now. Just yeah. some yeah, yeah, just some of the other games over the weekend, uh, Logan. Uh, the Tigers are 36, Knights 18. Sea Eagles 50, Broncos 6. Uh, they've got some real problems there at the Broncos. Of course, the news is Adam Reynolds is going to join them. But watch that story. There'll yep. be a few more following. And uh, I've been given a little bit of a tip-off, which I can't say at this time. But there'll be some other uh, members from South following, from the Sa- Rabbitohs following them. But uh, but Tommy t- but Tommy Turbo for the old um, Sea Eagles. Isn't he a fantastic yep. player? Just has that skill. He does. He does. And he's another one that has uh, footballer written all over him. When he's on the field, he just seems to have um, ample amount of time and uh, an ample amount of time. And he's just really classy with everything that he does. Um, And he seems to be popping up in all the right places and uh, reading the play really well. So Manly have really sort of... um, uh, suffered when he hasn't been on the field, and now that he's back, uh, you know he, he's able to uh, perform the way he is. And hopefully, that hamstring will just sort of uh, work its way through, and he'll be able to sort of play the ma- the majority of the or the rest of the season without any injuries. But um, 
Yeah, he's a class act, isn't he? He certainly is, and of course, with him there, the um, Seagulls, they become a genuine top eight Top eight side. They they basically they're in the top eight and they could possibly could compete against the top four. So also yes, some, yeah. Also some of the other games. The Raiders are back on had a close one against the Bulldogs, twenty points to eighteen. Rabbitohs thirty two, Sharks twenty two. Now I watched the end of that game when I was flicking between channels and I'll tell you something, um very uh, very, very lucky were the Rabbitohs. I didn't see Sean Johnson playing for the Sharks. Uh, Roosters had a 30 points to 16 win over the Cowboys, but the Storm do what they do. They had a 44 points to 18 win over the Dragon. And Josh had a car. This guy can't stop scoring, Logan. Yeah, yeah. He's a freak of nature, isn't he? Um, oh, but yeah. that's, you know, that's the beauty of playing in a team where all your systems and structures, everybody is able to execute those at any stage um, of the game. They know exactly where they're supposed to be, what plays are going to be put on, etc. They just don't look to have any hiccups or uh, patches in the game where, you know, they don't know what they're doing. Uh, whereas, you know, with other teams that are sort of uh, outside the top eight, there's a lot of that going on. Uh, so without a car being on the, on the end of that, uh, that back line or that, on that side of the field... Um, they tend to go there quite a lot because they know that that guy has, uh, you know, a phenomenal amount of speed and you give him an inch and he's going to run around his man every every day of the week. Uh, so, yeah, it's that's what happens when you're playing a very, very good side. Uh, your wingers, your centres, your back rowers out on the edge, they will be notching up, um, you know, hat-tricks, uh, scoring two tries in a game and for the season the back rowers will also be uh, scoring 10 plus tries uh, because the attacking ability and prowess and flair out on the edges is just it has has defensive lines in sixes and sevens um, and that O'Carr at the moment so on the outside of uh, you know a very good back line and uh, on the back of a, a very good go forward uh, is reaping the rewards Certainly is, and of course, having a look at at that Storm side, they had no Cam Munster, they had no Brandon Smith, they also had no Harry Grant, and they're still able to, you know, like the like the Dragons are no slashes there, Logan. So you know, really impressed with what they're yeah. doing there at the Storm, and of course, Nico Hines now. Believe me, if the Warriors hadn't got Reese Walsh, I would have actually said, whatever you're doing, Peter O'Sullivan and Nathan Brown, get this guy over to the Warriors because I think that he he's a good player and I think some club's going to snap him up. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, he's another one that just sort of seems to know uh, what he's supposed to be doing on the field. He doesn't look rattled. He looks very uh, relaxed and composed uh, when he's got the ball in hand. Um, and, you know, he just seems to make all the right plays, doesn't he? Uh, the good footballers, as we know, uh, seem to have a lot of time uh, when they've got ball in hand, and he is certainly one of those. Um, yeah, very impressive performance from him on the weekend, that's for sure. And, of course, the Panthers do what they do. They have another one, 46 points to 12 over the Titans. Now, I think Delhi, the Delhi in medalist is, um, if you want to put a bet on at the TAB, I, I think you may get very, very short odds on Nathan Cleary. 28 points, three tries yeah. and eight gold, number of tries. This, this guy is an absolute freak at the moment. Yeah, he certainly is. And you know what the best thing about Nathan is? Uh, 
Um, he, he's such a good person. He's such a good individual. He's humble. Mm. Um, he, he's a great, uh, great role model for all the young kids coming through. Um, I believe there might have been a little episode around uh, a TikTok uh, video, but um, you know he, he's just a, a really solid uh, individual, a young kid that's coming through, leading this Panthers team, uh, and the Panthers team is just man. You, you wouldn't uh, bet against them at any stage. And, who knows how many games they're going to notch up this year in a row, hey? They're off to uh, 10 from 10. Um, and I would think over the next couple of weeks with their current form and uh, not having a lot of injuries that they're probably going to keep that role going. Uh, they've got the Rabbitohs, which will be a tough game. But, um, yeah, I think, uh, you know, just the energy that they've got going uh, on and that organisation is, is certainly one that... Um, reminds me a lot of the early 2000s with the Warriors and uh, I think Ivan has sort of mentioned that in a couple of interviews mm. or a interview um, that yeah just the uh, the culture that they have uh, there at the moment is just yeah it's phenomenal. It certainly is and of course his combination with Jer- Jer- uh, Jerome Luai is really be- proving to be a real good partnership and in fact I'm, I'm actually backing, I'm backing that the Panthers and the Storm will be in the grand final this year this far out. Yeah, well, you know, I tend to agree with you. If you were to sort of say, um, who would you pick? Uh, if the, you know, if the grand final was happening this coming weekend, those two teams would uh, certainly have to be um, have to be in there performing because they are the best uh, by far in the competition. Uh, the Roosters, unfortunately, are struggling with a lot of uh, injuries. But, um, yeah, the Panthers, man, when is the role going to stop? They uh, they are just hot to trot. They certainly are. And, of course, the Warriors this week have the Tigers. Hey, which way are you leaning towards? I'm leaning towards that the Warriors can actually make a comeback. What's uh, your thoughts, Logan? Yeah, look, the, uh, the West Tigers, they had a good win on the weekend. And typically what happens, you know, when a team has uh, a win and a They've been doing it tough in recent weeks. They uh, are very tough to play in, in the coming weeks. So with us, um, you know, having sort of been rolled really by uh, the Parramatta Eels, uh, there's going to be a lot of soul-searching going on in our camp. Uh, I think it'll be a really good contest. Um, we've got a short turnaround having played Sunday and, and needing to back up here on a Friday. Um, so... Yeah, it's going to be um, 50-50 as to which way it goes. I hope uh, the Warriors, obviously, will come out and just blow the West Tigers team off the park. But I really think uh, the West Tigers side have grown um, over over recent weeks. Uh, and it will be a bloody good contest, I would think. Certainly will, Logan. First of all, Logan, thank you very much for coming off the bench for me today. And I hope that we can continue this uh, during the season and maybe catch up. And I definitely, when next time you see me, I'll be, I will definitely be buying, it, buying the first one. Buying the line red. That sounds good, buddy. I'll hold you to that. Yeah, well, enjoy, I, the, uh, enjoy catching up. Thank you. No worries, Logan. Thank you very much. Ladies and gentlemen, that was Logan Swan, former Kiwis and former Warriors player, really great analyst of the game, good bloke as well too. So let's play a bit of music, and then we next up we have Brenda McNeese talking a bit of football.
Welcome everyone back to the sports review. Now this 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 song, ironically, I've just looked was called Trainwreck, and of course I shouldn't really say this, but he entertains us. He gives us his view on the uh, football world and whatever. And a sports social commentator, please welcome to the air, Brendan McNeese. G'day, Brendan. How are you? Oh, wonderful. Well, well, it's 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 a, it's a miserable old day here in Wellington, but it's not very miserable, I can tell you, in, in Leicester. Oh, brilliant. Uh, oh, yeah, sensational. Um, Leicester City defeated Chelsea to win the FA Cup for the first time since they were founded mate, back in 1984. Uh, 1884, uh, 137 years ago, mate. Uh, did you see the goal? Something strange. Oh, fantastic, wasn't it? Fantastic oh. goal. Brilliant. If you're going to win the FA Cup, it might as well be in the 63rd minute from talented Belgian Yuri Tillemans sent the venerable old trophy back to to, to the East Midlands uh, for the first time in their history. And uh, yeah, it, it's, it's tremendous scenes at Wembley. Uh, oh. There was 20, 22,000 there. Um, and then it sparked off, you know, joyous scenes in uh, Leicester as well. So, uh, yeah, fun. Fantastic stuff! It was their fifth final. They'd lost four finals previously, and um, Brendan Mo- Brendan Rogers must be well pleased, absolutely well pleased, because they're sitting in a pole position now. We'll, co- we'll cover that in a wee, but but yeah. uh, for, for the Champions League as well. So yeah, it, it was um, it was just, just a fantastic day, and, 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 and Brendan Rogers, you know, is, is a winner, and uh, and, he, and he continues to prove it. He certainly does. You know, you think about it, what he's done with that Leicester side, he's actually done brilliant stuff with them. And, you know, it was re- and what, the thing I liked about it was the touching scenes at the end, the the former chairman, the chairman of Leicester, yes. who was the son of the owner, you know, they presented the trophy to him, and that was a real special moment. Uh, and it was. And, and unfortunately, as, as per usual, there are some fans who don't deserve football, and, and Chelsea, are, Chelsea are one of them. And they, like, uh, for instance, you know, booing the, the Black Lives Matter uh, gesture when the players took a knee. Yeah. Like, you know, like the, the Chelsea have been out of uh, the fans have been away from football, and no one's missed you, Chelsea. And, and and meanwhile, meanwhile, like you know, you talk about you know people and, and deserving football, the Rangers supporters decided to go and wreck Glasgow. And, uh, you know, sparking really violent scenes. The first minister, uh, Nicola Sturgeon, said like these were disgraceful sectarian scenes. They put a bus on fire, scared the life out of children. And, um, you know, this just got no place in sport whatsoever. And, uh, you, know, uh, I, you know, as much as I'd be glad to see the fans back, you know, some of them just need to behave themselves. Yeah, you know, it's the old buffhead mentality that comes into sports, and you know, you see, you see it. You also see it at rugby games here in New Zealand. You see it at NRL games. You've still got that small element of the buffheads that ruin it for everyone else who enjoys the game. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. You know, you know, but but by the same token, you know, is that you know, there's a ninety nine point nine percent of the of 
football fans that I know, like the likes of yourself and everybody else, like like Celtic won the, the the Scottish Premiership nine years in a row, and there wasn't one bit of trouble. And you know, like you, you, other teams and other supporters can actually go to games and enjoy themselves, but it's this this the, these teams with this really nasty right wing element that, uh, that that tend to spark off these horrible horrible scenes. Certainly is, and there's no place for it, and there's no place for it, especially when we've had such an interesting EPL season. Like, you have a look at that Liverpool, oh my goodness. Oh. <laughs> Alison. Oh. <laughs> so, so uh, the, 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 the fellow, the fellow with, with the girl's name, Alison, he, he, he just say, he's the, the Liverpool keeper, there's, there's five minutes deep, deep, deep into, uh, uh, injury time. Liverpool's Champions League tro- uh, hopes are hanging by a thread, Eamon. By yep. a thread. And then he reckons that his father, his late father, who only died recently, put his hand on his head and made him score. The goalkeeper pops up, pops it into the top corner with a header that Bobby Charlton would have been proud of. It's absolutely fantastic and keeps Liverpool's slim hopes alive in the Champions League. So so if you look at that now, if you go back to your school days, um, Eamon, you remember yep. the teacher telling you three into two won't go? Yep. Well, this is exactly what, that's exactly what's going on uh, between Leicester, Chelsea and Liverpool for that fourth Champions League spot. Uh, so, so there's the, the, the two spots, and there's three teams can qualify with two games remaining. I, I, I fancy Leicester to, to to hang on to to, to the to the, the third spot, and then the, the fourth one to be fought out between Chelsea and Liverpool. Yeah, and I've, and, and and that's I tell you what this this Premiership it, it, it brings some real classic out. It's been a you know I would have said four to five weeks ago uh, Liverpool were gone. That's what we were saying. They're still yeah. in there. West Ham are now gone. They're gone. So, and they know it. They're just playing to probably try and get into one of the Europe, into the Europa League. But you know, wouldn't it be such a, you know, it would. My coach of the year would be Brendan Rodgers. Because oh, absolutely, there's no doubt about that. And and the thing about it is, he hasn't got the budget. Probably hasn't got the talent as say a Manchester City or a Manchester United or a Chelsea or a Liverpool, but it's just doing it, and his and their t- and his team plays wonderful football. Oh, I, I, and they re- they really genuinely do play lovely football, and uh, and, and it's testament to them. And and, 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 and as you say, the, those uh, touching scenes with the, with the owner and stuff at the end, it's, it's just what that's what football's all about, David. That's what football's all about. So look, so we're, we're getting down now to the sort of you know to the squeaky bum time of the season. So we've got the European Champions League final. Um, yeah, again, um, the, the, again, that I want both teams to lose, Manchester City and Chelsea. <laughs> <laughs> I'm picking City to win that. I'm just picking City. Yeah, I, I think I think City will have too many guns for them, yeah. but I'm looking forward to that final. And of course, you'll be looking forward to the Europa, Europa League final yourself with Manchester United and Villarreal, which which will be a competitive occasion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and of course, um, of course, who who is it? I, I think that game it wouldn't surprise me if Villarreal won that. Now their manager is the former Emery, the former Arsenal manager. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Dick Emery, they called him at Arsenal. <laughs> you know, imagine if, it was, you, if he was against awful. Frankie Howard. <laughs> oh, Frankie Howard! I tell you what, he, he's lifted his game since he's got to Villarreal. Uh, he played Arsenal off the park. 
and uh, in the semi-finals, and uh, th- this will be no cakewalk for uh, Ollie Gordon Shulshar's men. So, uh, looking forward to both of those games, and of course, on the horizon, on the horizon uh, is, is the uh, European Championships, and uh, of course, they, they they've been held over a year, but uh, back a year because of COVID, and uh, and we'll be. I was thinking next next week because you, you picked the America's Cup and won, you picked the score and won, so we're, we're going to put the squeeze on your plums next week. To, Pick your Euro uh, 2021 winner, Eamon. Okay, yeah, you're definitely on for that. And of course, um, we, 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 I'm, I'm picking. You know who I've picked, but it's it's still a tough one to call because there's so many good teams that you just and there's always a team that comes in as as a dark horse in that. And I'm picking the dark horse to be Belgium in that, but I'm not oh, picking them to win. Oh, they're, not, they're not exactly a dark horse; they're the favourites. <laughs> well, okay. Well, they're not favourites in my betting agency. You know, you know, if they were a dark horse, it'd be a grey horse. They, um... hey, I, hey, this is my show. You know, I only make fun of your mistakes. <laughs> well, when I say they're favourites, they're joint favourites. The, 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 the three favourites are all at five to one. Is England for some reason? I, I, I wouldn't. I, 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 I wouldn't put Judas Collins' money on England. That's that's just the way I feel about England. They, um, they, 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 I reckon the French are going to be really, really hard to roll. The Germans will be there. Uh, the Germans, you can, you can pick them at eight to one because they're not the greatest in Nick, but they'll always bring their egg into the finals. But the three favourites, England, Belgium, and France at five to one, and then Germany at eight to one. But uh, I, I, I still. Uh, the, the, the problem with, uh, with uh, uh, France and Germany is they're in the same group with Portugal. Yeah, well, yeah, well that's a group of death, and that's the one that's <laughs> going to be interesting. Hey, what did he think of the Phoenix? Oh, f- f- fantastic, fantastic stuff. Uh, they, uh, I'm going along to keep, catch up with them on... Um, oh, they'll be pleased uh, to hear that. Next, next Saturday afternoon. And uh, congratulations to all who's been involved in organising the uh, Phoenix to get here into Wellington and for a four o'clock kickoff. Thank you. This is from the fans. Thank you because it means you can bring the family, you can put a work crew together, you can go out and have a bit of dinner afterwards. That's the sort of time that we want kickoffs. You know, three or four o'clock in the afternoon. It, it, that's perfect. You know, and um, yeah, we're, we're looking forward to it. I am. Uh, I, I've got a feeling you'll probably be at uh, the Bond the Bond Sports Bar very early that day. Well, well, well one, one has to make an appearance, you know. You, 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 you can't be a man of, of temperance and moderation all your life. Now I was going to say, are, are you still coming up for the game at Eden Park? I'm going to try my best. I'm going to try my best. I'm, I, I'm, I'm, I'm busier than a brickie in Beirut at the moment, but uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see how we go. Yeah, well, <laughs> well, there are a few people who you met, and a number of people that won't want to catch up with you. Yes, God knows absolutely, why. Absolutely. So, um, I'd, yeah, no, I'd like to catch up with you. Maybe we we can go to the game together, and you know, maybe make a day, make a day of it. Oh, absolutely. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll make a half a day of it because. Um, it, as 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 you know that I caught up with you last year and things have not changed on the um, imbibing and the imbibement levels. Anyway, I'm Brendan, I'm, I'm talking of things not changing, uh, Eamon. Is this like, like you know the way if you got the movie Groundhog Day? But is it, is it for the Warriors? Is it Groundhog Season? Is it like is it every season looks like the same? Even even if there's a global pandemic, the things are still the same. You look, you you wake up and it's like it's two thousand and three or it's two thousand and six. 
or it's 1998. Every season's the same, mediocre. I would say that they've basically, they need a top eight finish and, and they've had a lot of support and, you know, it's just, between me and you, Brendan, I just feel that, you know, um, as soon as the Warriors have got high expectations, I keep my expectations at a rather medium to low level. Because I'm realistic, I think we've followed them. I think when the Warriors play their best football is when the microscope isn't on them. They tend, they don't have the people, they don't have people ringing them up like me saying, can you come on for an interview? You know, they just get on with it and they play solid football. Yeah, well, yeah, but, but I, think, I, think, I think, you know, my, my particular disappointment with the Warriors is, is that they've got a particularly fervent and loyal fan base that I think that'll really deserve a little bit more and um, you know you know, obviously you know with the pandemic and all the rest with the travel and, you know, we can take all of those things into consideration but it's been like that ever since ever since the Warriors were around and nothing has really really changed and I'm just I'm just saying that you know that I think the fans are out as a couple of decent seasons Yep, I agree. I absolutely agree, and I know what the mad butcher will be saying. It's the Warriors are going to win. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, the butcher. There's nobody like him. There's nobody like. Hoping to get him on the show at some point, Brendan. I'll make yeah. sure he's on when you're on. And of course, um, <laughs> we, we 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 may need the censors him for that show because we all know what the butcher's like, Brendan. I mean, I well, must... well, I, 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 absolutely, because if you've got if you've got. Um, both me and the butcher all together, sanity would be given the slip. Well, of course, you know, and of course, I'm the lunatic trying to uh, run the <laughs> asylum, so I'll definitely, we'll leave it at that, Brendan, you have a good rest of the afternoon. Now, make your mind up if you're coming up to Auckland, because we'll, you know, we'll, we'll, I'll organise a day off on the Friday and we'll go out to lunch and do some networking. Yes. And then we can, you know, I'll we can visit a few old buddies of ours and have a bit of a laugh. You're a good, ma- you're a good man. You're a good man, Eamon. You enjoy the rest of the show and keep up the good work. Thank you very much. Next up, we have Mark Watson and Sean Summerhill. Thanks, Brendan. Cheers, mate. Cheers.
everyone back to the sports review here Westburn sports review don't forget the sponsors so this is the uh, part of the show where we um, get a bit of debate going we um, we look at the sporting week and, and we get honest opinions going first of all uh, my, my first panellist is the man the legend the hopeless romantic the legendary Mark Watson good afternoon Mark oh, yeah. oh, I'm getting emotional getting emotional you're a poet you're a poet afternoon to you Amon and afternoon to you, Sean. And of course, g'day, g'day. And of course, we cannot forget the Silver Tongue Silver Fox, host of the CRC Motorsports Show, Mr. Sean Summerfield. Welcome. Okay, let's get into it, boys. Mark, we usually have your opinion piece at the end, but I've decided you go for it first and you t- tell us your thoughts of the sporting week that's been and the sporting week okay. ahead. Yeah, look, I, I think probably the news story that resonated the most with me was the fact that weightlifter Laurel Hubbard um, will be able to go to the Olympics and will be able to compete against women as a transgender athlete. Now, look, I want to make it quite clear here. I am so much for people doing what they want to do with their bodies and their lives. I cannot imagine um, growing up in a body where every part of you, every part of your DNA is screaming, saying, actually, you know what? I identify with the opposite sex and I'm only going to be happy when I can fulfil that and when I can actually start living that out. Um, You know, it's a really sensitive subject. Nobody decides to be transgender because it's trendy or cool. You've only got to have a look at the way you're ostracised these days in the public, which I think is disgraceful. People are entitled to just get on and live their lives. However, when it comes to sport and power-based sports, I do not believe that a person born male that then starts to identify as a female should be able to compete against other women power-based sports. You can lower the testosterone all you want, but there is still going to be an unfair advantage in favour of the um, athlete who was, a, you know, who at birth was born a male. And case in point, I'll have anybody to show me in sport where a transgender athlete who has gone from female transition to being male has gone and dominated male sport like i.e. increasing their testosterone the same level of say the average man for those reasons i don't believe that laurel hubbard should be able to compete at the olympic games equally the other side of it we have Casta semenya the south african 800 meter runner now she Born the way she is born. She identifies as a female. She arguably has XY chromosomes. She arguably has a high level of testosterone. But she's done nothing to manipulate her body. 
And therefore, I struggle with the fact that she cannot compete, and yet Laurel Hubbard can. Now, you are a situation like Casper and you are born that way. What is the and you've got an advantage because of the way you were naturally born. What is the difference between that and a basketball player who was born seven foot six? You've got an advantage. You've got a physical advantage because of what they were given at birth, particularly over somebody who might have all the passion, all the desire, a greater work ethic who was five foot six. Well, Sean, your thoughts. Oh, look, it, 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 it is a tough one because there's, there's the sort of genetic, uh, the, the, your, your sort of gender, and then this physiology. Um, but but the fact is that there is, you know, the, the males are physically more uh, uh, more powerful. It's just it's not anyone's fault. It's just how we are. Yep. And um, it, it does make it make it really tough. Then, you know, there's that argument, of course, that you get a game like rugby guys where, you know, you can get the uh, Damien McKenzie playing against guys that weigh 140 kilos. Um, you know, he obviously gives up something for them, but then again, he's also a lot faster. Um, so, look, I, I, think, I think it's fraught. Um, and it's... Um, <sighs> Yeah, and you can't, I don't know. I mean, it's it's, it's a dangerous one, Mark, because, you know, you, you don't want to be, be harsh on people. People don't choose how they are or, or you know, there there is no doubt that the people are, I guess, born into the wrong body if, if, that, if that's how it is. And it's not always just a, a, a thing in their head. It's, there is some, you know, to a cast of some, there are some, you know, it's both ways. I don't want to say the wrong thing, but it's. Um, oh, I, I, I just look at. One, yeah. one can be included in one card. <laughs> you know, one's born one way and one's sort of, I guess. Oh, I, I, ex- yeah, exactly. And that, that's the thing. I mean, and, and, that, and you know, and, and at no stage any of us are saying that people choose to be this way for convenience or anything like that. But but in the end, if you, you've been given this, this frame that other people don't have, but, you know, heck, in some ways. Look at what East Germans and that used to do in the old days to try and, you know, you know, get their um, female athletes, uh, you know, do everything they could to trick their bodies into being almost masculine and, and these kind of things as well. But I, look, I think it's there's such a small percentage of people. I don't know what the games are gaining by trying to to fit that in, because it does does ruin it for for everyone else. Um, you know, the fact is that, you know, should Hubby compete as a male as well to, to find out um, where, where she sits? Um, you, you look, Sean, I, mean, I don't know. How, how would you, you know, deal with mean, that? Look, in fairness, like, you know, genuine, I wish Laurel Hubbard all of her best. He's entitled to every, or she is entitled to every... Um, every benefit and every freedom that goes with all the rest of us. However, you know, I do believe that this is an unlevel playing field. Suddenly, she is winning medals at World Weightlifting Championships. When, when has anybody out of this country ever remotely gone close to winning weightlifting gold medals at the World Championships? We've done it at the Commonwealth Games. 
But as Nigel Avery said to me, he said, look, once you get beyond the Commonwealth Games, the only way you're going to win a medal basically going on the juice. And that's part of the reason why weightlifting is no longer going to be at the next Olympic Games in three years' time. So if somehow reducing Laurel's original um, testosterone levels and lowering them, well, clearly it still hasn't had an effect to somehow make her theology par with that of other female athletes. Okay, do you mind if I just say something here, guys, on this? Please. Yeah. To me, it's a, t- it's a tough one. It's a real, real, real tough one, and I... Part of me agrees with well, you, well, Mark. It's a tough one if we want to be politically correct about it and not upset anybody. But yeah, it is. we're just true to it, if we're just true to it and being honest and bring some serious rationale to it and not have a small percentage of people shut us down and accuse us of being anti-this and anti-that, mm-hmm. then I'm not sure it is that difficult. If the rules allow it, Mark, and this is what I'm saying, if the rules are allowing that, then there is nothing to stop Laurel Hubbard competing in that Games. Now, whether people have a different view, the Olympic movement have to be clear. They have to say, no, you cannot compete in this in this competition. So the, it all comes down to what the Olympic movement are doing. Now, it's true. Now, what you're saying about weightlifting, it's absolutely true. Half them are on the juice. Anyway, most of them are on the juice, and there's more um, there's more disqualifications at the Olympics. But yeah, to me, the the rules are out. She she is allowed to compete. She has got an advantage, Mark, and I do. And I do agree with your opinion. She has got an advantage, but the Olympic movement really has to get this sorted, as does the Commonwealth Games Association have to get this sorted. Right, sweet. Um, do you want to talk just an sport now, my good man? <laughs> I, I, I really think Look, it is, hey, yeah. Hey, guys, here's the thing. And someone said this to me when I was, I was a 15-year-old making some... You know, yippee comments. I, I called someone gay as an insult, right? He said, mm-hmm. mate, what are you doing? I said, oh. He goes, and he just sat me down. And he said, look, people don't choose to be often how they are. And this is back in the 80s. So imagine if you were 12 and you realised that, you know, everyone else in your class, you're at a boys' school, you're best mates, and you, you suddenly attracted them. You didn't choose that. Just remember that. I was like, holy heck. Yep. So Laurel doesn't choose... Um, to be how she is, and 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 that's tough. And you said it yourself, Mark. You, you know, you have there's a huge amount of empathy and everything like that. But you have to think of everyone competing. But geez, you, you certainly know how to pick a touchy topic, don't you? Well, that's um, <laughs> that's what you do. I think that's, but unfortunately, I think that's the sort of stuff that's lacking today in our media, and that's the sort of yep. stuff that is lacking. We should be able to have those discussions, and we should be able to have them intelligently, and we shouldn't be labelled for having a view that maybe goes against, you know, the absolute politically correct and woke out there. You know, I think it is a discussion. Imagine you're the athlete that finishes second or third or misses out on a medal, you know, and what if that athlete was to come from your home country? What if that athlete was to be a family member of yours? I think we're entitled to have the discussion. Yeah, I have to say as well, <laughs> much happening in the motorsport world, Sean. Oh, look, uh, top <laughs> ten finishes for um, the, 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 the the Scots and the uh, the road race the Indy for, for the Indy five hundred. Um, uh, Romain Grosjean, former F one driver, had that horrific crash last year. I mean, worst crash I've ever seen. 
um, walked away from it. Um, he, he claimed pole, finished second in the race. The young fellow, a Dutchman, Renis VK, uh, claimed the win. But uh, I'll tell you what, that IndyCar season's taping up to be amazing. Scott's still leading. Well, I want to talk a couple of things. Um, my good mate, Mark Watson, uh, a week ago, we sort of disagreed on how well the Kiwi teams would go against the Aussies. I'm just going to say I think we're looking good, even if the Crusaders had a winning hangover. But indulge me for a moment, because I know we talk about mags quite often, Mark. But uh, yes. the curtain raised to the Crusaders game, standout result of the weekend. Uh, St. Thomas of Canterbury College uh, beating uh, Shirley Boys High by uh, 34 to 22. Uh, team coach by Mark Hammett, and it was uh, it was a highlight of my weekend. Had a little bit there. Which school did you come from, Sean? St. Thomas. St. Thomas's. Yeah. Same school as me, Mark. Yeah, except for he stayed a lot longer in school. I was sort of like they uh, they basically said I wasn't going to be an ac- academic, and they were dead right. So, yeah, but hey, no. Good on you. Well done. Hey, can I just say, too, I was down at um, New Zealand Kayaking Champs over the weekend yep. in Karapira, and over two and a half days, I ended up actually calling 191 races, um, which was what? Yeah, yep. quite full on. But I just want to say, we're seeing the Lisa Carrington effect. I was just so impressed by the depth of the girls at a teenage level in this sport. You know, we had semi-finals, finals at under-14 level across the 200, the 500, the 1,000 metre races, K1s, K2s, K4s. We had plenty of depth at under-18 level in the girls right through and that is the what happens when you get an athlete in this sport who becomes a brand athlete you know they inspire that next generation and I was just so impressed with those youngsters just technically and just the fact that they can sit in the K1 boat which I encourage anybody to do you won't see you won't see me in a K one boat because I know it will tip over pretty quickly with the body shape. Well, have to say, guys, um, we've still got a, just over a minute to go. What's everyone, what's everyone's plans for the sporting week ahead? I'll give it to Sean. I've spoken too much already. <laughs> no, <laughs> thank you, Mark. Sean, I oh, know we're just building up to tour the, the uh, greatest car race in the next couple of weeks. So I'm keeping an eye on the build up to Monaco Grand Prix and the Indy five hundred. But the truth is, for me. I've got a few days in Christchurch this week, so I'm going to uh, go go down and soak up some nice nice chilly air. But uh, I got to say, I'm I'm really enjoying this uh, the the Trans Tasman uh, Super Rugby, even if it's sort of it's a shame because we've missed all these great home derbies. But I actually think that uh, I want to say it again because it's not often that um, I, I'm slightly more right than Mr. Watson. But Kiwi Rugby is looking pretty good, mate. Certainly, yes. Yeah, so. the international season against quality teams. Shut up. Get down and I will apologise. But with me, Sean, I'll always <laughs> say this. I've never been a coward wise after the fact, and nor are you, which I do admire and appreciate. <laughs> yep. I'll, I'll, be, I'll be right until I'm wrong. Anyway, guys, thanks so much. Thanks so much, guys. Have a great week. Thank you very much for your input.